And a special shout out to our podcast queens. Thank you so much for taking the time and bothering to listen to us ad free and music free. It's a lot we of con and ads. So yeah, much. We do. And we would love to ask a special favour. If you do enjoy the Queen Sesh, can you please leave us a little review and a rating and tell but us what you, you love you about it. the show? Yes. We've got if enough you didn't bad enjoy reviews it, on there. Just keep yeah. that to yourself. Exactly. We've got bad reviews from trolls. Yeah. So we really need your help. If you like listening to us, could you just say like that how how wicked we are, how chic, yeah. how cool, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Or whatever you think. If Currently we're at two stars. If we could just sort of get that to three, I feel like that's at least sort of above <laughs> average. <laughs> so where Why did you, you tell me this? I didn't know we were at two stars. Now I feel like crap. No, it's going to be great because all these beautiful podcasting queens are going to get us over the line and, and make us uh, back to five where we belong. So if you're in Australia, Canada, UK, America, we love you and thank you so much for queening with us. We really appreciate it. That's my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. Look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Happy Sunday. Welcome to another Queen Sesh. Good morning, Constance. Good morning, beautiful woman. And you're back from the bush. We're so excited to have you back. With the bush. I brought a bush back with me from the bush. (laughs) (laughs) And we are a show for women, Con, that is tax-free, unlike other luxury items like tampons. We are a luxury show. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be chatting to Larissa Waters, who is the co-deputy leader of the Greens, all about that tax which we're so angry about and what else we are going to be talking about wonder woman because it's so chic and just so empowering Uh, but there is something that we are a bit angry about with the movie and we're going to reveal what that is a bit later on and yummy mummies con Mm, yummy mummies can't wait let's chat i'm gonna we're gonna play a piece from our audition tape no i'm kidding obviously we're not auditioning (laughs) for that show but it has created a big outcry and um people are, are are Rallying to get the show axed, which I'm very worried about because I cannot wait to watch it. And Con, the the show, the more Annalise loves it. Exactly, I live for it. And what about you, Con? Next, we're going to be chatting about a little issue you're having currently. Wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, it's not pretty. Anyway, we'll reveal (laughs) what that is next. (laughs) So mean. The Queen Sesh. Can't believe you got me taking photographs of my front bum. Yeah. And okay, I'm having a I'm having a high waisted jeans problem. Mm. I buy high waisted jeans because I carry all my weight around my tummy, yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Like my lower tummy, I have this like flap that used to the twin have, flap. Yeah, the twins mm. ones called a home, <laughs> and it's you know it's beautiful, but it's not something that everyone that I walk past on the street needs to see. So <laughs> I've got stretchy jeans on today, and they're high waisted, and my front bum is worse than any teacher that we ever had. That we used to look at their front bum and go, "What on earth is going on under there?" Really? Are you wearing a long top? Just like, do you try? No, and cover because the whole or? okay. So the whole point of um, short. Of high waist jeans mm. is that like you can actually see that you've got a bit of a waist and a bit of shape. So you've got to wear a top that's sort of not too long, otherwise you've got a really uncomfortable tummy for no reason. Mm, agree. Okay. Did you get my photo? <laughs> oh, we're gonna put this on our Facebook so, page. 
whoa, okay. Oh, no. I don't like your reaction to my photo. That's what happens when I bend over and the zip keeps popping open. Oh, yeah, that happens on my high waist of jeans too. What the hell is with that? And tummy like... tries to creep out and say hi to everyone. It's the piss. Well, I'm actually, I'm wearing your mum chum skirt today oh, and I'm feeling so chic. Oh, and Now it so... sounds like this whole thing was a lead into my mum chum skirt. No, I really am wearing it today for that reason. But no, I feel the same. I can't wear low-waisted jeans and I haven't had twins, but just, you know, the skin's just not as tight unless you're Miranda Kerr after giving birth. No, and, and they so, fall down. Yeah, and then the hip, my side hip, I have a side hip overhang, like your classic muffin top on the side is my yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, issue sense. with jeans. I don't even have hips anymore. I'm just a big brick. <laughs> I'm not even shapely. Everybody goes, oh, but I love a woman with curves. I'm like, I'd like some curves too. But I'm straight up and down, just 12 sizes bigger. A walking keg <laughs> on toothpicks. <laughs> This is the Queen Sesh. I am very excited about a new trashy television show. Hitting I knew our you'd be screen. excited about this. <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh my God, this is. Annalise yes. is going to try and make me watch this for the Queen Sesh. Oh, we, it's content. Yummy mummies. We'll be doing it every week. It'll be the I new can't watch it. site. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate, you know what, I was talking about this with my partner last night and oh, partner. he was like, yeah, okay, boyfriend. No, well, we're just, you know, we were talking about that last week about what he was calling. Sa- yeah. He was saying to me, like, can't admit it, you love Real Housewives of Melbourne. And like, mm. there's obviously something intriguing about mm. rich women and, you know, like that to you. And I'm, I guess it's so far from our reality. Mm. But at the end of the day, I enjoy watching it for the awkward absurdness of it. And um, and then when I saw Yummy Mummies and then there's The Bachelor and The Bachelor, we just watch women like turn against each other and get awkward at the dinner parties. Yeah. And, you know, we love it because we love that like awkward bitchiness. And I just think, I don't know, I don't think women are being portrayed very well in Australian commercial TV. Yeah, I know. They should follow us around actually. That would be oh interesting. Oh, my God. That yeah. would be so interesting. Queen sesh. <laughs> Queen sesh. Uh, but, yeah, so it's four, it's four really wealthy women and they're pregnant and it follows them around, you know, baby showers and, you know, in chic cafes and one of the previews showed them in like one of their new baby wardrobes and it's just like it hasn't even had the kid but it's like a walk-in robe full of designer clothes. You know, this I is love. actually my idea of hell. Like I'm cringing <laughs> while you're talking right now. I can't wait. <laughs> is hell to me. I didn't even have baby. Like, I had one baby shower with my first kid. Like, I don't get it. I can't I just, wait. I can't mm. wait. But, okay, so, but the show, what I'm really scared about is there's a, a, a petition going around. The Australian Breastfeeding Project is leading a petition to get the show axed, which scares me to no end. And it's because of, on the preview, one of the women said this. Breastfeeding in public is illegal. You just don't do it. It's not illegal. It's not illegal, though. It's not illegal. How is the music? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, obviously it's not illegal and we don't condone breastfeeding being illegal at all. But what a silly thing to say, really. But I don't think it's a a reason for a show. Is she pregnant with her first baby? Yes. Yeah, I I worry about this because I reckon in 10 years when they've all changed their minds and changed their tunes and, you know, they've relaxed a lot, they're going to be so embarrassed Mm. and they're going to... You know, they're going to wish that they didn't do that and say those sort of things that would make other women feel bad. And I just don't think anyone should be allowed to even have Facebook with their first pregnancy. My first <laughs> pregnancy was all like, oh, my God, week 27.513. <laughs> the baby hasn't turned. <laughs> I know, guys, it's cool. I'm, I'm taking myself to ER. <laughs> so embarrassing. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. A show for women that's tax-free, unlike 
other things that we have to pay for, other luxury items. Con, this week the Greens Party tried to get an exemption on women's sanitary items from the GST because currently it is considered a luxury item. So we pay tax. Because when I'm inserting a tampon, the last thing I'm really thinking is thank God for my privilege that I'm privileged enough to have this piece of cotton crap that I can, Mm. you know. What a luxury. What a luxury. Yeah. Thanks, so, government. So the Greens tried to get it over the line for us that we wouldn't have to pay tax. Labor and Liberal joined forces and blocked the move to axe the tampon tax. And we are very honoured. We're joined by Larissa Waters, co-deputy leader of the Greens, Senator for Queensland. Welcome to the Queen Sesh. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks for coming. So Queen to Queen to Queen, <laughs> why do we pay <laughs> to queen to queen to queen. a luxury tax on our tampons? I mean, it sounds like a silly question. Why, why do we have to do it? Because there weren't enough women in the room when they wrote those rules. Clearly, yeah. there's no other explanation. There is no reason why tampons and pads would not be considered a health item. It's not like we choose to have periods. It's mm. something that happens biologically, whether we like it or not. And other things like condoms and lube are considered health items. Really? So they don't, lube? They don't have to pay GST. <laughs> lube is not yeah. a health item, so I'm afraid. Everyone can way too many dudes lube. making the rules and not wow. enough women in the room. <laughs> how, is, how is this happening in 2017? How is it happening? Because I read the headlines and I think to myself, surely that's just a catchy headline and that there's, <laughs> you know, like there's a real, a true, true story. How on earth is it happening? Are we going to have to do the age old threaten to go to work without our tampons in? Oh, no. Yeah, well, look, people are talking about <laughs> this and how ridiculous that it has to come to that. I don't know what we've got to do because I moved for this in the parliament the other day. We had a GST bill that we were debating, so perfect opportunity to talk about fixing the GST and getting it off tampons. Mm. And everybody's response was from the other big parties, oh, it's not the right time, oh, we can't do it now, and oh, we've got to wait for the states and territories to be on board, which is actually not true, strictly. The federal government can do this without anybody else's consent. They're just choosing not to. Why? Because how much money are they earning from the tax on our tampons? Well, this is the thing. It's actually not that much money. So it makes no sense that they're still intent on keeping this sexist policy in place. It's about $115 million, um, over oh, the next not three not years, <laughs> which like, is a lot of money to the average person, but in government terms is not a lot of money. And okay. they just passed this bill raising an extra $300 million by adding the GST to other stuff. Mm. So the states have now got $300 million in their pocket. They won't be out of pocket if they take the, the GST off tampons because yeah. they've, they've just got this windfall to come in. So To me, it's not about the extra six cents or whatever it is that I'm paying on, 60 cents that I'm mm. paying on my tampons. It's about the principle. Well, mm. it is. You know, like exactly. it's a principle that they, you're basically just kicking us in the face. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, for some, it is about the money. And there's really yeah. heartbreaking stories when you've got homeless women that can't afford sanitary products. And mm. thankfully, there's some charities that are now... Um, basically supporting women with free mm. with th- free tampons and pads, which is a fabulous initiative that we should all support. Yeah, it's, uh, it's share, got, share the dignity, I believe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Share, that's Love a great but when you've got other huge gaps in wealth already on the basis of gender, when there's already a gender pay gap of 16% Absolutely. and yep. a retirement income gap that's enormous, we don't yep. need any more financial inequality. Absolutely. I think we could start a movement where every bloke we work with has to pay for our tampons. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully so you get to work on a Monday morning once that a we month. We totally and... cover the cost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty outrageous. And so did did the Greens have an idea? Okay, so there's 115 million over three years mm. that would be lost. Is mm. there another is there another way that we can make that up? 
Well, that was why this bill was such a great opportunity this this week. The government, with the agreement of the Labor Party, added GST onto additional things and raised an extra $300 million. Mm. So that whole excuse that, oh, the states are broke, they can't go without the revenue from women paying extra tax on their tampons just didn't hold water when they'd just been no. given an extra $300 million. So it was a perfect opportunity to do it. And again, I, I can't think of any decent reason why we didn't you get actually support don't know to remove what this. Is. Well, there's not enough women in the parliament, clearly. Absolutely. And there's a whole lot of resistance saying, well, we need to get the states and territories on board. Half of them are already on board. And we've written to the other half just last week saying, come on, listen to the views of your constituents and, and you know, get with this century. And I think we could probably get them over the line. So it's just a whole lot of excuses and no good reason why we, should, we shouldn't get this tampon tax off. Is I don't there... know how you cope, to be honest, because to mm-hmm. the average person, we can just turn the internet off, not read the paper, because yeah. we go, oh my God, the cu- our country doesn't make sense. Gays and lesbians yeah. can't get married. You're paying luxury items on tampons. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Whereas you are immersed in it. Do you, like, need sleeping pills and Valium just to go to bed at night? <laughs> well, I, I probably should have sleeping pills. I've got a four-month-old baby, so I'm actually not getting much sleep, which doesn't help my mood. Just, yeah, sleep's so already not. i about this. Yeah. This <laughs> You're just going to let them have it. We've got, this is why we need more people in Parliament that actually do reflect the views of the community and women and are prepared to stand up for it because nothing oh, will ever change. We're, we're, we're bringing the Queen's Sesh to Parliament. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> we're going to march. Totally. We need more Queens in Parliament. Absolutely. In all senses of the word. Oh, yes. Oh, we love that. Thank you so much for chatting with us. It's my Larissa. absolute pleasure. We really we're going to fix it. this. We, didn't, yeah, we couldn't fix it this fix week, this. but we're going to fix it. Thank you. And oh, thank you to the Queen's Party. We Vote Greens, so everyone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Larissa. Bye, ladies. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, everyone is talking about the new Wonder Woman movie. I know. I go away for one week and everyone is talking about Wonder Woman. Now, I'm not, I've never really been a huge, you know, action, comic, action yeah, movie anything, buff. Movie, TV, <laughs> <laughs> anything. So, yeah, I, I never really jumped on the bandwagon. I don't even think I've clicked on one single one of the stories. But I've, you know, spent enough time on Facebook to learn that she was a victim of the gender pay gap. I know. So, okay, so the, the movie's made an estimated... US 500 mil at the box office. Crazy. Crazy money. Gal Gadot, so she's a fairly new actress. She plays Wonder Woman, who is the first, it's the first movie with a superhero leading lady ever. Like, let's just take a a Yas Queen moment there. This is huge. This is great. Uh, But she earned US $300,000, which sounds like a lot of money, and it is, but... When you look in at real, yeah. other actors, so Robert Downey Jr. Uh, for Iron Man and, you know, the guys in Superman, Man of Steel, Christian Bale for Batman, they all got paid between 9 and $40 million. I get it, but you can't relate. You can't relate her to them because she's new. I know. And that's, we're talking about Robert Downey Jr. Like, of I course. give him $40 million just for a pash. So... Yeah, she's new. I reckon she should have at least gotten paid in the millions. Absolutely. But um, they weren't to know how much they were going to – I don't know. I, I think it's terrible that she got paid. So, And I think now that the movie's made so much money, she should probably be earning more. Well, that's the thing. I think with a new actress, if, you, if you're aiming for a blockbuster, maybe it's fair to go, look, it's a gamble. We haven't had this type of movie before. You're not a big name. We'll pay you this. But if each, you know, yeah, dollar, royalties. million dollar that the – our movie makes will pay you more. And I yeah, think exactly. that, that that would have been a fair gamble and payoff totally, for her. Totally. But 
What's about her next film she gets paid like 50 million bucks for? No, because that's like, you know, Julia Roberts kind of thing. But if, do you know what? Even still, like the Julia Roberts and who else is big? Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, they still get paid less than the top male actors. I know, it's It ridiculous. just bugs me. It really totally. does. It just, and it's playing not right. the role of a woman takes so much more acting than playing the role of a man. They just sit there going, mm-hmm. And the women... <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. Um, yeah, no, nah, ridiculous. Can't believe it. But I'm bloody glad they made the movie and that it's such a success. I know. And women, I, I am going to say it. Look, you know what it's like. Going to the movies is like one of the last things that we get you to do. You could probably like rope Freddie into seeing that though. No, nah, my five-year-old, I reckon it's too too much violence. I reckon oh, he gets scared. Oh, well, so it's cute. it's real. It's like all battle scenes and stuff. I've heard like you know women and girls are actually crying in the film at the battle scenes because they're so empowered and they're so blown away by women fighting in battle scenes. I can't wait to see. Do you know it. what? That's why I loved that series. Did you ever watch um, Vikings? No, you know me. Oh my I don't god! Do that like sort of the stuff. the main guy is like the main Viking guy. His wife is a warrior. Oh yeah. And oh my god! Like I bring her up in my relationship all the time. I'm like, but I'm Lagatha. Oh. <laughs> I want to be her because she's hot and she's cool and she's yeah. like fights. And when they're going into war, when they're going into battle, when they're going to invade, she's just like, you know, getting her armor on. And I just think, yeah, woman. Yes, queen. <laughs> if I ever went to the movies, I'd probably see it, but I just can't stand action, babe. I know. I agree. But I'm going to, I think I'm going to see it. Definitely. Yeah, good. Yeah, Go. great. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And we are back. Constance, she's the writer, blogger. She's got the best-selling book, Like a Queen, a million queens on her Facebook page. I'm Annalise. I'm the Gail to her Oprah. You We've always been look amazing. Thank You've you. got an amazing skirt on today. You've got a great blow dry. I'm always, You're an amazing yep. mum. You've got five followers on all you, my social media channels, which I'm yeah, trying to. Together. Yep. I did tag you in something yesterday to try and. Um, yeah, thank you. I got I think you, twenty followers. Thank you so you much. I, okay, you babe. quadrupled my following. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> and still to come, we are talking. Kids escaping from their homes in the middle of the night, which literally anxiety. I just can't even go there. Uh, what else, Con? Queen Vice for Mums in Business, which we're really passionate about and we're excited to chat to um, a co-founder of Oz Mumpreneur. And uh, up next, Con, we are going to be talking about conflicts in relationships, something that we can really... Yes. Very relatable. And um, (laughs) and you you won't believe what the top one was. I just, I I don't don't know if I agree with it. Because they haven't changed, they haven't changed in the last 20 years. Yeah, but I. Look at me, I'm trying to start talking again about it. The Queen Sesh. Con, an article has come out. The most common fights in a relationship. It's a big one. I know. And so what have they I don't said? Think, for some reason, I don't think we're going to be the most common fighting kind of people. <laughs> so the, the most common one that's come up is money. Mm, so, I you know, savings know. and what to spend money on. Um, I'm terrible with money. Yeah, so am so, I. Yeah, so terrible that like my company paid, pays me a wage every week. Everyone thinks that I'm rich because I've got a million followers and it's not the case at all. But every single week I'm calling my managers and going, can you slip a little bit of extra money in? And like, we don't have any extra money, Con. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't fight with my husband about money. He's no sort of, way. he runs the budget and I'm. Yes, fine he's very with good that. at budgeting, he's your great. husband. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine for us. What Me else? and Denim are both terrible with money. Like, yeah. we're like, should we buy this? Yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do about food? Hmm. <laughs> uh, what else? Okay. So we've got fighting over kids. That's kind of. Yeah. That's, so that's me at the moment. Yeah. That is my, uh, the only thing that I argue with my beautiful boyfriend with over is our children. Yeah. We don't argue over his children because they're both saints. And I can say that. <laughs> I say that without any contempt at all because they actually are. Yeah. But, of course, my kids aren't and, you know, like, <laughs> he, he's like, what? Like, my kids go, Mum, can I have this? I'm like, no. Can I have it? No. Mum, I want to have another little snack. No. I hate you, Mum. And he's just looking at me going, is this okay to you? And I'm like, I love you, Arlo. I don't care how many times you tell me that you hate me. I still love you. And he's like, well, hey, yeah, and storms off and throws something. Yeah. And I just go, that's just my tolerance. I don't really give a shit. And see, my five-year-old tells me he hates me and I'm nearly in tears. What other fights have we got? In-laws. Fighting over in-laws. No. Oh, that, okay, so that, can I be honest? Yeah. I'm the person that people go to with their marriage problems. Everybody does because no matter what the problem is, I've done worse or I've been in worse. <laughs> so everyone always, and I can never blog about this because I can't use specific examples because obviously when someone's angry about the in-law thing, mm. it's a secret. But People talk to me about the in-laws all day, every day. And do you know what it usually is? Mm. <laughs> and this sounds really bitchy. It makes me sound like an angry feminist that hates men. But it's usually men forcing their parents onto women who have just had babies. Oh, really? Mum wants to come and see the baby. Mum wants to make this. Mum thinks that the baby shouldn't be in the bed for, with us. Mum, blah, 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 blah. And I hear it time and time and time and time again when people say to me, oh, my God, can they just back off? Mm. And I've never had the personal experience because, like, my partner's mum is absolutely divine. She's the best human on earth. But, no, I can definitely understand how, in fact, if you're listening, hi, Jeannie, I can understand <laughs> how that is, like, a major problem. It happens. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm lucky there. The one that is in here, which yeah, definitely flares up in the old Dent household, the division of chores. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Two working parents, unless that oh, is why. I know. Because if he wasn't working and he was at home, you know, he would probably gratefully take on a lot more. Mm. This is the year 2017. We need guidelines on how to run a family with two working parents. I know. It, didn't, we're not, it never we're not, used to happen. Exactly. We don't yeah. have an example. We, the only example we've got is of our mums who did everything. Yeah. So we now, like the latest statistics show that women are doing 30% more housework than men. Mm. They're, they're spending um, an extra six hours a day when they come home from work doing like child rearing duties and housework duties. They're overworked and underpaid. Mm. And I really think that something needs to change there. And I think that probably for the next, you know, like with the teething problems for the next 20 years, while society gets used to women being workers as well, we are going to have arguments over it. And too right, so we should. Yeah. We need to smooth it out, you know. Don't stop fighting the good fight. I was thinking about having a baby, which I'm not going to do, but I was thinking about it and I was thinking, what would what could really screw my relationship up? Oh, and I have a baby. Yeah. And I thought, what? Why? When something's so beautiful and so nurturing and it's supposed to draw you together so much, why does it divide you? It divides you because you get on these two different levels mm -hmm. and the resentment kicks in and all of a sudden you're pregnant. So you can't go out, you can't drink, you can't do all the stuff that you like doing and because you're looking after the baby, but they still do it mm -hmm. and then the resentment starts. Yep. And it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and before you know it, they still go to work, they're still sleeping at night mm -hmm. and you just f 
ate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Queen Sesh. And right now we want you to tell us on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, have you ever lost a kid? We want to hear from you because, oh, my God, oh my God Con, did you see that article with the three-year-old boy in Melbourne? No, no. <gasps> okay, so he was found wandering the streets of Melbourne at 2 a.m., barefoot, pyjamas. Oh, my God, Denim saw this and he told me about it and <gasps> he felt terrible for the mum. He just found the keys and just let himself out in the middle of the night. Three-year-old. And all the news are there. Weren't the news reporters there waiting to see the mum? I know. Can you imagine? It's really mean. This is what happens. Yeah. Why aren't they waiting to find the dad? Like, I just am so sick of women getting ashamed. And, you know, it's the worst moment of their lives is when you think oh. that you've lost a child. Can you imagine well, waking up in the morning? And oh, my God. It's my biggest fear. <gasps> Especially now that my house has got an upstairs bedroom. <sighs> So I'm always just like, you know, like my kids could sort of wander. I couldn't yeah. live by a busy street or by the water. I just couldn't. No. But have you ever lost a kid? Oh, yeah. I lose Arlo every day. <laughs> but remember when I really lost Arlo, I actually called the police and everything. When oh, yeah. he, yeah, when he actually ran away from me at a cafe and I was busy looking after the babies, they were new. And I turned around for one second. I was like, where's Arlo? And he was in, well, I didn't find him for ages, obviously. I was screaming down the cafe mm. and I was like running up the stairs and I was on the street and I was like, call the police. I was on the phone to the police. And my mum checked my car and he climbed back into my car, gone into my boot and fallen back to sleep. It was quite early in the morning. Worst feeling of my life, like I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and hugged him and I lose Arlo so often it's not even funny and called the police, told them not to worry about coming. But the women at the, that owned the cafe, I was like, I'm so sorry because I destroyed their cafe, like screaming through it, making everyone stop eating their breakfast and get them to help me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Just sit in there, eating your hush run. <laughs> and they like grabbed me and they put me in their, their kitchen and they sat me down and they were like, Constance. This happens to everybody. It happened to me when I, my kids were young and they made me tea and they were like the most beautiful women that, that made me feel so much better about it because I was just bawling my eyes out. I was, you know when you get overwhelmed by, by adrenaline and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. It's the most awful feeling. I could just, I could tell you a million stories about losing Arlo, but. Oh, I. Well, I don't know why we can't put trackers on our kids. Yeah, like little why chips, insert them? chips. Chip, I, I still Makes don't sense. get why we can't do that. Yeah, anyway. So we want to hear from you. Have you ever lost a kid? We'll be chatting to you next. Sesh. On just before we were talking about kids escaping because a little three-year-old boy in Melbourne just let himself out of his house with the keys in the middle of the night and was found. <laughs> Where did he think he was going? I don't know, but apparently he was so scared he couldn't even talk to the police. Oh. So luckily a oh, normal lovely. person found him and handed him to the police at 2am, freezing cold, I imagine, barefoot in Melbourne. Uh, but we What's wanted... a normal person doing around the streets at 2am? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be so funny coming stumbling back from the pub drunk and you're like, hey, mate, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> so we've asked on our Facebook page, when else have your kids escaped? And we have Redina from WA on the line, 131060. Not just WA, Redina's in Bumber, and so am I, babe. Um, it was a few years ago now. I put them down for a nap and we had a new dog with us. Um, I went to clean up the house. Um, probably about 10, 15 minutes later, I got a knock at the door from a neighbour who had my child with her. What a little ninja. They'd gotten out of the bedroom um, outside the dog dug <laughs> under the gate. Oh, I love it when the dogs and the kids collide. Like they get together and they, they go against you. 
Oh, it was horrible. I felt like the worst mother, but... I caught my Rottweiler and my two-year-old daughter, Billy Violet, when she was little. She was gone missing, and I was like, where are you, where are you? And I was calling out to her, and she's being very quiet, which means she was being naughty. And I went out the back, and she got a can of Coke out of our back fridge, and she got our Rottweiler to puncture a hole in it with his teeth, <laughs> and she was holding it up, and him and her were both drinking the Coke that was coming out of it. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I think I've even got photos in my phone. Oh, send, it, just, send it to me. Absolutely. Thank you, Redina. And we've Thanks, also Redina. we've got Katie also from WA. We're all WA ladies today. Tell us when oh, is, when has your kid escaped? Uh, this was about fifteen years ago. We were living in Kanama and no. there was been something on the radio about someone had abducted a child from their bed. So I made a habit of always checking my children before I went to bed and the bed was empty. Uh oh. So looking in the toilet, in the bathroom, in the laundry, everywhere else, looked outside, and then I had a sudden thought, mm, I might just check under the bed. And there he was. He'd gone under the bed to find his dummy. Oh. Would have been that tree. And fell asleep. And fallen asleep. Oh, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> That's so sweet. So cute. <laughs> it was very cute. I've actually, you know, I've, I've never lost a kid con and I've never had that. Moment, I've, they've always been in their beds. I don't think I would cope. You know I, me. You, I'm like lucky drama. Your kids are really like Freddie's. Not really. I mean, Artie's probably going to get lost a few times. Yeah, but Freddie's not going to go too far away from his folks. No, he's the sensible one. But yeah, I, I don't one. look forward to the day. Ooh, anyway, no. thank you so much for sharing your stories with Thanks, us, ladies. ladies. This is the Queen Sesh. On, we're coming to our very least favourite moment of the show <laughs> because it means we're nearly finished. Um, I know, but we do like to finish the show on Queen Vice, which is advice for queens. And it's something that we personally try and get out of each week with our producer because we don't feel like we have any good advice. So we don't we've, have enough money for a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've found another phone a friend person because someone's written into us from our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and she has had kids. She's got t- two young kids. She wants to get back into the workforce, but, uh, you know, Yay. can't. I know, She'll be but so she, much happier when she does. I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, for whatever reason, um, they can't do the daycare thing right now. So she's thinking about starting her own business from home and wants to, you know, help contribute, but she doesn't have any particular skills. She can't make things or, you know, sew or anything like that. Um, so she wants to know how does she start? Where does she where does she choose what to do and where to go and, and how to go? Actually, before we get our professional advice on this, mm. I'd like to add, don't fall down the trap of pyramid schemes. <laughs> because do you know how many people message me and say to me, oh my God, you'd be oh. so good at selling this, you know, new vitamin that's like amazing. And you know, like you get to take it without even paying for it. If you just get three more people to start selling it. Mm. And I just think to myself, why do people target mums? Because they think we're real easy targets for pyramid mm. schemes. Yeah, It's terrible. They're horrible. I remember you told me once that like some of our friends in invited you over for dinner when you got that they were both wearing business suits and they're like, <laughs> had like pamphlets and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So to help us out with this question, we have roped in one of the co-founders behind Oz Mumpreneur, which is Australia's number one online community for mums in business. Welcome, Peace Mitchell, to Hi, the Queen Sesh. Hello, I'm so excited to be here with you both. What is your queen vice for mums who are wanting to start out in business but don't know where to start? I just think you, you really need to follow your passion. You need to think about what it is that you love doing and that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think if you can start from that place and create something unique 
and different from what everyone else is doing, you'll go far in business. You know, the beauty of business is that you can create a massive big business or you can have a small manageable business. So Mm. it's up to you to really think about and get clear on what you want, why you're creating a business and why you're passionate about what you want to do. So maybe um, I know your listener didn't have an idea in mind yet. Mm. So I think their first step really is to just start thinking about what, what their interests are. Like, what are you curious about? What do you, mm. what do you love doing? What have you always been good at from when you were a child? What have you been interested in from when you were a child? Because often that's where the gold and the magic lies. It's in identifying what that is and then Absolutely. turning that into Couldn't a successful business. Yeah. yeah. I remember Oprah said that. She said something along the similar lines that, what's that one thing that always makes your ears prick at a dinner, at a dinner party? Or that one thing that you just can't scroll past because you've got to click on it, you know? Like, you've yeah, got to try and exactly. figure out what that is. And I was just like, wow, that's so true because a lot of people are always going, oh, it's one thing for you to say, follow your dreams, but freaking finding them is hard enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, practical me, advice on how to find them. Yeah, for me as a child, I used to play school. So I'd get my little friends. I was like seven and they were five. <laughs> I taught them long division. I made oh, worksheets. <laughs> and, and that's what I always loved. And now I've got my own business school. I've got the women's business school and I'm doing the same things as what I was doing back then, but in a different way. Um, and yeah, helping women. And so, yeah, if you can find that thing that you've always loved and that you're passionate mm. about, mm. you can do big things. And I, I love that. And I think it's great for mums, particularly, you know, with daycare pickups when, you know, both people are working, it's really hard to juggle and to make it work. So if we can make it work where we are doing work from home, it's really, it's great for the childcare you know and, you know, work all that stuff. Work from home stuff. is a myth, Annalise. Working from home is a bloody myth because people go, <laughs> oh, you're so lucky because you can work from home. I'm like, really? Because one of my kids just pooed on my laptop. (laughs) It's not as easy as everyone thinks it is. I used to try and hairdress from home and if I so much as touched another human, all four of my kids would scream. (laughs) And I was like, and everybody would go, you're so lucky. You can save so much money on daycare fees. No. No, but but look, the nine to five was never designed with women in mind, particularly mums. Like the nine to five was not set up and that's that structured framework of you have to be at this place from nine until Mm. five and you can't cuddle your babies at any time between those hours. Like it's not great for mums. And so creating a model that works for you and whether that is like your kids um, go to daycare or you work during their naps or whatever it is. Or you stay up until 3am working and then get up at five to look after the kids. (laughs) No, I do a a lot of work at night. hours. Yeah. And the work oh, look, I work at night too. Cool. Yeah, it's good. If you get up early, I'm more early. I can't stay up late. So I get oh my up God, early. I could you never get up early. No, <laughs> That's like going for a run yeah. or something, Peace. That's like Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> so Peace, so it's tell- all about knowing what, what works for you and finding what works and creating a business that works for you, not a business that like you're a slave to as well. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. And so you've got the Oz Mumpreneur Awards coming up. Tell us, what are yeah. they? Yeah, so we've been running the Oz Mumpreneur Awards for the last eight years, and it's all about uncovering those women doing amazing things in business. Oh, and cool. um, we've got categories for everyone, from people who are pre-launch, who just have these amazing ideas, so the big ideas category, right the way through to experienced business owners. So our winners last year, were, they're amazing. It's Monique Filer and Danielle Michaels. And they created B-Box, and it was just this idea. They made their first prototype out of a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. But now they have all these um, incredible innovations, and they have the, 
the um, most popular sippy cup in Korea and they're mul- a multi-million oh, wow. dollar business. Yeah, and we uncover and highlight people like that who have great ideas and are doing big things but doing it in their own way in a way that fits around their family life as well. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. I love that and I love that you guys are empowering women and empowering mums um, in, in work and, yeah, we, we love what you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So it's so cool. important to recognise mums and and the hard work they do because they're yeah, raising absolutely. the next future generation. It's, it's you know, we don't job. have many people like you, and you, mums need a leg up everywhere, every chance they get. So it's bloody awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, well, I love your work as well, Constance, and oh, just thanks. being so <laughs> honest about motherhood, about relationships, about the reality of life. Like the reality, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, and it's also quite funny, if we're honest. It's actually more funny than when we're trying to pretend to be perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your life is funnier than most, Con, I will say. Mine's pretty boring. <laughs> it is not, Annalise. You just don't tell everyone the funny stuff. I do. Didn't you see Didn't you see my Facebook Live with a Slater? I'm, I'm hilarious, but no one <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Peace. We really appreciate it. For more, you can check out ozmumpreneur.com and you can hear the full chat with Peace on our podcast search the queen sesh thanks so much girls it's been a pleasure and that's us for another week con we'll be back 7am next sunday you can chat to us anytime on our facebook page fun annalise i know and you know what we'd love you to also catch up on our podcast if you've missed anything if you want to do it all over again if you just prefer to listen to this in your kitchen while everyone's out at work that's all my friends do they listen to us on the podcast when the kids are at school so chic and you can get all of our extended interviews as well the stuff that some of you know producer ellie doesn't let go to air on commercial yeah the stuff that they say no to we'd lose all sponsorship for all right have a great week guys bye guys love you queens The, 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 the queen sesh